I'm Jocelyn Ponciano. And I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And this is That Good Old Disney Podcast. Hi, Sam. Hi, Josie. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about the 1940 film Fantasia. This is, this is actually, um, this one's interesting. There's a lot of... Yeah. There, this is a very, very different... It's obviously... I mean, Disney was still so new that obviously it's very different than anything they had done. But it's... I think the only thing to compare it to is, I guess, Fantasia 2000. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Fantasia first premiered November 19th, 1940. So it'll be 80 years this November. Wow. And... Right? And um, it's, like I said, it's very different just because in pretty much every, every possible yeah. way. So the idea of Fantasia was, it wasn't just like, oh, let's, you know, create, it's, it's not like, it's not like Pinocchio. It's not like Snow White. The, okay. I'm trying to look for it. I wrote it down in my notes and now I can't find it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they took music that already existed and created stories around that music. And the idea was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're when you're listening to classical music or you go to a symphony orchestra, images are being painted in your head based on how the music sounds. And so that's just what they did. And they it's led by the composing of Leopold Stokowski and the Philadelphia Orchestra. And Fantasia takes music from Bach's uh, mm-hmm. Takata? Takata. Yeah. No, Takata. Takata. I wrote Takata. Okay. There are a <laughs> lot of complicated names and words in this. And I literally, in my notes, wrote, spelled out how to pronounce it. And I guarantee some of them I'm still going to get wrong. So it's the Takata and Fugue. Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, Igor Stravinsky's Rites mm-hmm. of Spring, Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 6, pa- The Pastoral, Emil Cara Ponicelli's Dance of the Hours from the opera La Gioconda, Mo- uh, Modest Mos- <laughs> Mosorsky's Night on Bald Mountain, and Franz Schubert's Ave Maria. And the only there was only one piece there's only one piece of original music and that is inspired by the ancient story of the sorcerer's apprentice. So from making the movie, Mm -hmm. that was already different enough just because they had to create, they had to create images around music. And we've talked about this a little bit because this is a lot of this happened in sleeping beauty, but honestly, I mean, personally, I prefer Sleeping Beauty. I felt like they kind of nailed it more because there were, I don't know if, about you, but there were a couple of pieces where the music, I feel like the the story was a great idea and they chose the right music. Like, you know, they like, oh yeah, this was good music for this idea. But some of the pieces, some of the yeah. uh, movements don't quite match the action. I don't want to say they were out of place. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just were like, see, I feel like there would be more tension here. <laughs> or like, I have two scenes in particular I'm thinking of. You might be thinking of the same ones. Um, from the get-go, 
one thing that they they did unlike they had mm-hmm. ever done before. So when they're making it, Walt Disney actually told the animators that they can pick whatever color they wanted. Like, not just, you know, they, they could pick whatever they wanted. Because the, I, I think, the, and I yeah. think that's great because, again, like we're saying, whenever you go, when you're listening to classical music, whether you are, whether you're aware of it or not, an image is in your head. Because that is what your brain is, that's what your brain mm-hmm. does. And, yeah, and it's yeah. still, and that's kind of the same thing. Like, they're just kind of going with the, literally following the music. And I think that's really, that's a very interesting, like, artistic way to make a movie. Um, yeah. And when this was released, this, this was not released, like, how, you know, for example, when Snow White came out, Snow White came out December 1937 and then released a few months later everywhere this was a road show and it went to it toured and went to a i want to say 13 cities and they did this because of fantasound which was made for this film shocker <laughs> and uh it was a stereophonic sound production system and Walt Disney felt that this, he, there, there was, they could have used a mono sound system, but Walt felt that that wasn't going to get yeah. the sound right. So they just made something new. He, he George lucas it and just made something completely new to appease what was going on in his brain. Oh, just, just a note um, in this podcast, guys, if you guys want to have a fun, like, game, um... Every time Sam references George <laughs> Lucas Star Wars or anything of the matter, go ahead. It can be like a fun drinking game. It can be like find the Easter egg. Like this is going to happen a lot. And it's already happened so many times. But we've only released how many episodes, Sam, and you've referenced Star Wars and every <laughs> single one. Okay, in those other times... I was trying to get across, get the point across that, like, the mind-blowing, uh,ness <laughs> is, like, kind of how it was for Star Wars. I'm trying, which is, because Star Wars, whether you like it or not, everybody kind of knows that Star Wars changed film. So I'm trying to get that, and, I, you know, there are other movies that change cinema, but maybe not to the magnitude or as well-known yeah. as Star Wars, which is why I reference Star Wars a lot, because I feel like that's something universally everybody understands. But, um... We're not judging you, Sam, but I'm just I know. making it aware. <laughs> um, guys, this is a fun little thing, and I'm sure this is not the end of it, and I can't wait till we actually talk about Star Wars. Yeah! This is, this is like when Star Wars came <laughs> out. Star Wars yeah. is the Star Wars! <laughs> I'm like, it is um, Star Wars, Sam. Anyway... <laughs> So, no, no, no. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they didn't feel, they had this go on as a, a road show because they felt that it, I mean, they didn't want to have to put in Fantasound in every theater in America. And so I, and I was like unsure. I was trying to do research. I think it's that they just, they put it in a couple of theaters as a, I, cause I wasn't sure. I'm like, this is a bit, this is brand new. This has just been invented. So it isn't like, oh, they're only going to theaters that can supply this. They just didn't want to 
I mean, it's unrealistic to put a new sound system in every single mm-hmm. theater ever. Because what if it was a failure? <laughs> um, I mean, that alone is just the fact that it was a roadshow. It wasn't just released is crazy. And it also has an interest because yeah. it's very heavily music based. It has an introduction. Uh, Dean's Taylor is, he's kind of like the, he's, he's in, not really the narrator. He's explaining what each piece of music is, uh, giving us a little insight on what the story is. And then the image appears and he's surrounded by, he's surrounded by what musicians and all these people. And they are not, let me make this clear. They are not the Philadelphia orchestra. (laughs) They are just, some of them are musicians, but most of them are Disney staff. And a couple of people among them are uh, Paul J. Smith, who composed Pinocchio, Cinderella, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, or he would go on to produce those things. Uh, and Jimmy McDonald, who would also eventually go on to voice Mickey uh, a couple, in a couple of years. And Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I was like, and it, but it said, um, what I found funny was... It was on the site, Oh My Disney, mm, yes. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. And it said, um, among, uh, like familiar or like famous faces. And it's like, you see, I don't no, I no. would not have recognized <laughs> this face. I like, even if it was on screen, I, if anything, if they had said like, they're the guys that knocked over, what was that? The, um, chimes uh, that they yeah, like the, knocked over? The wind, um, the wind, I, um, yeah. <laughs> The pipe, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was so weird. I was like, yeah. yeah, but that makes so much more sense. I I don't know if that I don't know if that was them though. Oh, I'm just saying like I'm oh, sorry. I was just saying that like if they had specified it was. I don't know who any of those uh, people these people are. That's what I meant. Like so they are there. I don't know where they could be. Those people we can only hope. But <laughs> that would be fun. But but also that was weird. And I, there's a lot of moments where I was just like. Is this necessary right now? Like the whole thing. Oh, I think my for me the biggest thing that I thought in again in this version the biggest thing that I thought was so unnecessary was every time it would fade fade out and uh, go back to Deems Taylor mm-hmm. the camera would be on him for a couple <laughs> of seconds before he started talking and I'm like I'm just staring at him and he's just looking at in the screen and it was just really awkward and I was like I I can't stand when things and I can't say cut poorly because it was a nice transition it was just I was looking at this guy who wasn't doing anything for at least three seconds and it was very awkward oh I I, I mean yeah that too and it's just like the whole like intermission where it's just like we'll be gone for 15 minutes and I'm like am I gonna watch the entire 15 minutes that they're gone like I was so confused for a second I was like well oh 15 minutes I can fast forward <laughs> yeah I was so confused though I was just like why would they include this if I was like, it's not 15 minutes, but you see everyone leave. Like, they, they make you watch it. <laughs> I'm guessing... Okay, that's what I thought was... I, I'm assuming when this was first released that there was a, like, 15-minute intermission and people would, like, get up and, you know, go do whatever. And, um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you they get up and they leave. And then they come back and it's just the whole... It's, but yeah, and I do like yeah. the beginning of them, like... Uh, tuning their <laughs> instruments and starting to warm up. Um, I really, I really, really love music, and I do love classical. So that was 
that was fun. But yeah, the fact that none of these people are part of the orchestra, they're just, they're just, they're just there. I thought was so funny. It's like, I mean, I'm assuming like the Disney staffer was just like, Hey, we, we need, we have all these instruments and we have all these people. Like, let's just, I mean, that's you guys cool. Be it does a sound like a very film thing to do of just like, Hey guys, we need some B-roll. Can you guys just kind of stand there? We're just like, um, yes, no, but okay. Like, let's just do this guys. <laughs> which, which was, which piece was it where the um, chimes, the chimes fell and they all kind of looked away and then they went back and I'm like, was that planned? Like, I, I don't, I still yeah, don't. I'm, I don't know. Because now that you said it, I was like, that'd be cute if it was like it, planned. But now I don't, the more I'm thinking about it, I don't think so. Because they all look like, it sounds like an actual also, accident. Like someone actually didn't mean to, but then why did they? Like, I'm so confused on some things. But the fact that the camera, there was a camera on yeah. them and it cut to them. That's what I think is weird. It just seemed like if it was an accident, it was a lot of effort to keep this accident <laughs> in. I don't know if you saw 1917, but when he's running across the field, he bumps into somebody, and then he gets up and bumps into someone else. Both those times were on accident, mm-hmm. but it made it look more realistic and authentic. This, I was just like, I'm not against them uh, drop, but also if they're not, if most of these people aren't even musicians. Did they just break an instrument? (laughs) (laughs) These are very, all good points. And Sam, I couldn't tell you. The fact that it didn't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it showed up. It's somewhere on IMDb and I just didn't get through all of it. I don't know. But I just thought that was like, when that happened, I was like, that's kind of awkward. And then we just keep going. (laughs) Just move on. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, they don't even address it. Like, they're, they're, was it this part or was there was a part at one point where, Everybody kind of laughs, and Deems Taylor also kind of laughs, which I liked because as it went on, he seemed more and more Mm -hmm. stoic and had less personality. But in the beginning, just something based, something about him, I actually really, really liked. And then as it went on, I felt like he seemed more awkward, like he wasn't adjusting or being comfortable in front of the camera. This, yeah, so this is, it's, this is just, it's such a, it's such a different movie because it is. It's not just like, oh, it's an animated movie. I mean, it is an animated movie. And Disney, you know, we'll see later, they do a lot of movies that are partly, that are, you know, they're live action with cuts of, you know, animation. And this is more just, they're they're, it's like a storybook kind of thing. They're just telling us and moving on to the next page. And actually, when this was, you know, when this was released because it wasn't in like every theater it apparently was it was kind of more similar to going like to the theater like or going yeah. to see a broadway show or something like there were ushers and assigned seating and so i can it, it wasn't it was which is that's so like that just sounds so crazy i mean i don't know today is weird because you go to the movies and now you have like you can have like a some i've been to a couple of movie theaters where they have waiters <laughs> Which is nice, but weird. It is, yeah. It's, it's just, I think it's out of norm now, because it's not like, you're not going to the theater. You're going to a theater. And, like, I honestly was thinking about this, and I was like, I would love if, like... Because do you remember how in, like, Disneyland and downtown we had the movie theater? Yeah. The actual, like, AMC? Yeah. And it's gone now. I would have loved... Yeah, it, it is gone now. But, um, like, I thought that was, like, such a missed opportunity to just have Fantasia, like, actually, like, there. 
like maybe not like the whole orchestra and everything i mean that too could have been cool that would be cool. there's there's a few i mean disney movies but just movies in general but there's definitely a few disney movies that i would love to see with an orchestra like there's just specific moments that i'm like oh, i want it like i would love to see like sleeping beauty with an orchestra oh my gosh that'd be beautiful right they should or like once a year like a weird thing like the anniversary like that would be perfect right now honestly i mean the circumstances but mm-hmm. um like that would have been great but i would love, yeah i would i would pay exactly a lot of money actually to see fantasia it was re-released in 1990 for its 50th anniversary and actually what's crazy it mm-hmm. took them two years to restore like it it took them two years to restore this movie I think because of just the uh, animation-wise and color-wise, it, it was not easy to remaster. Um, so I find that, I don't know, I just find that crazy. It took two years. Um, this movie is broken up into, there. There it's um, a couple different parts. So there's the, the Takata and Fugue, Bach, that's by Bach, which, and that's the first intro, and not the first intro, the first, the introduction to what Fantasia is. And this really gets the point across of, you know, music is creating a, a picture. Because mm-hmm. you're, and I think I love, I do really like this one because they really run with that because it's fading, but it's, you're seeing in the animation, they animated part like shadows of a trombone as it's like it's like it's like they're essentially the music is painting the world the world that they're the story Mm -hmm. that they're about to tell the world that they're about to tell which is so beautifully creative (laughs) like and uh yeah that was and at first i was just like yeah it's just a lot of colors what am i watching and then i realized oh like it's just, it's creating this entire, it's just create. it's creating. That's the point because that's what Fantasia is supposed to be. And it, this follows uh, Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker and we get uh, the dance of the sugar plum fairy, the Chinese dance, the dance of the reed flute, the Arabian dance, the Russian dance, and we end on waltz of the flowers. And the dance of the, dance of the sugar plum fairy, it's a really, it's, it's, I mean, all of it's beautiful, but um, it's fairies flying around and they're like playing with flowers and they're, pl- they're they're like playing with nature. Like there's one that's putting drops on mm-hmm. a spider web. Like like they're all like making art and one's like I remember was she like it was like she was putting light in a flower or something. I think they were changing like the seasons. I think that was well like that the thing that's that later. That's in the last one yeah. they're doing. And this one, actually, something I did know is one of the fairies, or two things I want to point out, but one of the fairies, I don't know if this is all of them or just the one, they looked like a blend of Snow White and Tinkerbell because her face, at first, her hair was like Snow White. And at first I thought, oh, she kind of looks like Snow White. And then I realized her face looked more like Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was funny. Like, oh, there was a lot of images in this where you can see where they got the inspiration when yeah, the movie yeah. came like later like mount olympus <laughs> and uh um you know the definitely the, the, the pixies as as well as like 
I'm sure, I don't know. There's a couple others. There was just a lot of these things where I'm like, hey, that looks like this. Hey, that looks like this. And yeah, the dance of the sugar plum fairy, I thought was really beautiful. And after this, we get the Chinese dance. And this one, it's a little weird. And it's our first, like, it's, it's mm-hmm. snippet of a racial depiction. Because, so again, this is called the Chinese dance, and they're mushrooms. And I guess the idea, uh, I was trying to do research on this, but I apparently they're supposed to be doing, mm. like, the fan dance that, like, a Chinese woman would do. But they have very, and they have very obvious, like, thin eyes, these mushrooms. Yeah. And I more just thought, why mushrooms? That was my, I just thought that was weird. And then I was doing, I didn't, I more skimmed it, but I, 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 I might put it up on our Facebook page. It is pretty interesting, but uh, it was this blog I found and she made the point that she thinks, I, I don't know if I won't even say it, but there are a couple of different ideas on, you know, why are they mushrooms? And especially if there are Asian it definitely could be mm-hmm. an insult, as well as um, the Chinese are linked to opium. Like, and so it's like oh. shrooms, which is like a hallucinogenic. Oh. And that I was like, okay. <laughs> like, that's a really, uh, that's very happy. I, I don't think it went that, I don't, I can't imagine that they, no offense, were going that level. Yeah, um, that seems pretty, uh, huh. But this is, I feel like, an example of, because it's it's taking something that's, it's taking, like, a depiction that, that's the thing, is I first I was like, is this racist? I want to say yes. <laughs> I want to say yes. But at this, well, the fact that, the fact that it's a question yeah. is why I want to yeah, say yeah. yes. Because, if, you know what I mean? Like, there were a lot of things in this where I'm like, well, this is... The fact that I'm not thinking about it means it's probably fine. But the fact that I was thinking mm-hmm. about this. And I was trying to think... I Again, this is called the Chinese dance. So I was trying to think, what could they have done? Like, there's... I'm trying to think of anything that they could have done that wouldn't have been... Because for... Uh, I just, you know, like for a lot of these, they just, they chose flowers or they just chose like objects as yeah. opposed to giving it uh, facial characteristics. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, they could have, I don't know. It was, um, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was kind of, it was, it was to me like a, a example, something that Disney has, you know, we'll see them yeah. do. In the, within the next couple of years of this era, let me make that clear, of taking something, mm-hmm. making a depiction that either is or could be considered racist, but trying to make it cute. Yeah. Which which is like, is, is just is a weird way to go about it, but also yeah. this was the um, 40s. Which yeah. doesn't make that okay. I'm, we're not. I want to make that clear. Of course, we don't condone it. It's just. Uh, it's it's at that time that is what was done. I don't know. 
I feel like there is a lot to say about it, but also there isn't. It was short. And then we just kind of move on to the next. And then this is, there was just a lot. There was the Nutcracker section was about 20 minutes. It goes on. Also, this, the length of this, I don't remember it being like two hours. Yeah, this is, this is, this is the longest at this. I don't know if it's still or just at this point, but it is the longest Disney movie. And it's, it has two hours and like six minutes. Whereas Fantasia 2000 is about an hour and 16. Mm -hmm. So about half of that. Which is like a normal runtime of like most films. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I was like, why are you so long? long? <laughs> and... Yeah, and it... it Because also, that's how long yeah, that's the music true. is. As, you know... um, So after the mushrooms, we get the dance of the reed flute. And this one, I thought was really... It was, it was flowers, and they're in water, and then they're just kind of dancing, essentially. It was actually... Yeah, yeah. A lot of these are, are really beautiful. Like, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. And this this was one of them. And the Arabian dance follows. And this, I actually, I thought this was interesting because they were taking the flow, the, they were using the flow of the music yeah. and showing it to movements. They're fish. And they were just kind of showing it. So they're treating it kind of like uh it was the it's like a fish, but it's kind of like think of like how like an Arabian like a cultural dance with like the movement of the hips and stuff, but like with fins. It was it was it was I I I thought it was beautiful to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. No, it, I, I honestly it's that I, was probably one. Of I'm the, not sure. Like, yeah. no, that was probably one of like the Better most ones. beautiful like parts of the nutcracker suite in my opinion like i enjoyed all of it but i was just like wow like that's the one where oh, i actually yeah. was just like entranced with what was happening because i was like that's so like and i agree with like you yes. know, if you think of like yes. i don't know i have known nothing about um arab culture i would say um but yeah so like if you think of i don't know aladdin and how they mm -hmm. dress with like the kind of like almost cape like like you know fabrics they use that and they're like, you know, it's kind of like suggesting that they have fabrics using their yes, fins. Yes. And I'm like, that's so smart. Like it's so smart and so pretty. Yeah, exactly. And, but the fish are clearly, they are, they're clearly supposed to be female, but they're not, they don't look like any depiction. They don't look like they're making some kind of caricature. Mm -hmm. They're just simply female fish that are, and their fins are like translucent. So you see the, yeah. it was just very, it was just a really, beautiful interpretation of that music and i was like i was like i i was i yeah i agree this was and then it picked mm -hmm. it up with the yeah the russian dance the arabian dance the russian dance and the waltz of the flowers i thought were the best ones of the nutcracker um yeah the russian dance that was fun it was flowers doing like the russian i don't know that style of like I don't know what that what that kind of dance I don't know. is. Called, I think but... everyone knows what it is though. It's yeah. like think of that dance. <laughs> yeah, just think of that yeah. And the way the petals or their like like the mm -hmm. head of the flowers were, it's like those hats that like the Russian men wear. Mm -hmm. And it just it and then it was just a really that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And then Waltz of the Flowers, that was yeah, the fairies or pixies and it was like changing yeah, seasons. And that 
Yeah. That was really gorgeous. And that was really beautiful. Um, and it made me think, <laughs> don't judge me, people. But it made me think I watched it a lot as a kid. So, of course, it was going to come to mind. Did you ever watch the, you know, when, like, they started making, like, animated, like, Barbie movies? Uh, yes. Oh, oh, okay. I think, wait, okay, uh-huh. The Nutcracker one. I'm like, you have to know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will say, the thing about those movies, they're all, they're not good. The Nutcracker one is definitely the best one best, it's yeah. like the first one i watched it a lot as a kid and it has the like because it has the it has the out of all of them it has the most concrete story it was like the story because as they went on yeah. it just became <laughs> merchandise and this was like an actual i mean it was merchandise it was always merchandise it was always meant to sell toys but the first one actually had like yeah. more of a plot and a story and it was also mm. using incorporating nutcracker music and i don't know how much credit we can give it to them it was just, because they're following like the story a little you know? i mean a little bit the the plot well the plot of the nutcracker is the the first it's uh you know the nutcracker comes to life he fights the mouse king he turns into a prince and then they she like goes with him to his like home and either it's either that they go to these different countries or these countries come to them and they do this whole, like, they each, like, do a dance, like, representing whatever. I don't know. The thing is, I realized in, like, college, because I went and I, our school, like, there was, like, a community mm-hmm. ballet that put it on at our school and I, we, my friends and I went. And I realized, yeah, all of my, no, I saw, I saw the Nutcracker years ago when I was a kid and I remember I didn't like it at all. And I realized it was because, and it finally occurred to me in college, mm-hmm. it's because all of my knowledge of it came from that Barbie movie, which has a more, <laughs> a way more adventurous plot. And this like Nutcracker storybook yeah. that came out every Christmas. Like those were, that was my knowledge. So in a ballet, it came off differently to my, however, six, seven year old self, however old I was when I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I love yeah, those and the I watch those like all the time. <laughs> right, and like the the Nutcracker one. There's just a lot of these the snow oh, fairies. Yeah, yeah, in this yeah, reminded me okay. of them. And they're all doing ballet, and so it's it's and that that uh, it didn't mean like this was more obviously this came first, so maybe this is where they drew insp- some inspiration, but like the changing seasons especially and especially with the snow it just was like oh it's like it looks kind of like this um but yeah these are mm-hmm. this is really this one was really gorgeous and it's yeah and so yeah the nutcracker and this one is the end of nutcracker and i also thought nutcracker was a really interesting one to choose just because mm-hmm. that is a call it is a christmas it comes out in christmas and and it is, it is, it's not just yeah. like, it comes out in Christmas, it is Christmas in the show. <laughs> like, it, that she, like, Clara gets the Nutcracker for Christmas. So, it's one of those things, like, I've heard the music mm-hmm. that's not in Christmas context, and I'm always like, why is the Nutcracker playing? Like, it's not Christmas in this thing that I'm watching, why is it playing? And, because it doesn't need to be, it's a ballet. Yeah. It's but just, it is classical like, music because i yeah there is that connotation of christmas like i on- automatically think christmas yeah 
Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like when people say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Like, this is, I mean, it's set during Christmas, yes, but it did not come out at Christmas. And he could have been traveling. It could have been he traveled for some <laughs> other reason other than Christmas. That is my, that is my interpretation. But like this, yes, it is Christmas in the Nutcracker. So, but it was really, they, I thought they chose Mushrooms is obviously kind of questionable. Um, but yeah. I did think that a lot of the ideas were really beautiful. And I think we both agree yes. that, so the Waltz of the Flowers and the Arabian Dance were probably the most, mm-hmm. uh, beautifully stunning to see um after this uh we yeah we back to deems taylor who introduces probably the most other mm-hmm. right behind steamboat willie the most famous short i think yeah either of disney maybe of all time uh sorcerer's apprentice and i guess it is apparently based off of a story that's he said over two thousand yeah. years and i was like Oh, oh, <laughs> of a, um, and I will say there, it made me, didn't make me think, um, I'm reading, or sort of reading, I'm on the third one and I've barely started it, but I haven't like even finished the first chapter, uh, the Kane Chronicles, which are written by Rick Riordan. It's, it's, he's the author of the Percy Jackson novels and it's the same, it's in the same universe, but they're dealing with Egyptian gods and there is in the first book, there I don't remember, it's been like a year since I read it, but they see some, they're at like the first gnome and they see this like, it's it's, it's supposed to be, it's like the tr- uh, the broom in, in Sorcerer's Apprentice. And one of them, she's like, oh, that's kind of like the broom in Fantasia. And they're like, oh yeah, do you know that actually got inspired by an Egyptian myth? And I was just like, huh. So now that I hear that and the fact that this story is apparently over 2,000 years old, I'm like, oh, the pieces are coming yeah. together. I know. When you said that, too, I was just like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even, I thought this was just yeah. this. I didn't even know that they made, like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that this was a story before this. I mean, it could have been. It's not like a very, it's not really a complex story. Uh but like I said, it's easily one of the most famous shorts of all time, right behind Steamboat Willie. And Mickey is the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and he's basically just doing, finishing his chores. He's trying to get water from the wet. Where is he pouring it into? I don't know. He goes to Gua Well, gets water, and is dumping it. In another, another thing well. that has water. <laughs> like yeah, well. I, I'm like, and now that it finally was occurring to me, I'm like, wait, where is, what's he, what is, is this, like, a cold, like, yeah, there's not really, yeah, there's anyway. no pot or anything, because it's, it's like, in, it's elevated. A hole in the it's ground. elevated. Yeah, it's a sl- yes, it's yes. a hole in the ground, but not in the ground, it's yeah. basically another well. <laughs> and I think most people know this, so the uh, wizard, or the sorcerer, is he was very so there is the he was the stand-in model for him is silent film actor Nigel D. Brewer or Brewer I don't know how to pronounce his name and but Walt Disney was also a huge inspiration mainly for I guess when he like his he raises his eyebrows I guess Walt Disney did that a lot and mm-hmm. I think everybody knows this his name is Yensid which is Disney backwards yeah and 
Uh, yeah, I think everybody knows that. It's like a fun little... Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was watching Once Upon a Time, and there is literally a season that's setting up for the next season of... They go deal with Camelot and, like, Merlin and stuff. But... They have like the sorcerer's hat Mm -hmm. and they have like the broomstick. And I literally was, I was probably rolling my eyes like, good God. I just got so, no, because I got so sick of like, hey, let's just (laughs) introduce every Disney character, every Disney Disney now. And it just became way over the top. But, uh, yeah, literally, uh, it was the apprentice sorcerer who was like saying like, you gotta go, he can help you. And I'm like, if you say Yensid, I'm done. I was literally, I'm like, I'm not, I can't anymore. And then they said Merlin. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll keep going then. But I was like, don't you say <laughs> Yensid, don't you do it. And he didn't. Um, and so yeah, Mickey's just doing his chores. He's supposed to get water from a well and put it in a, another well, I guess. And the sorcerer leaves, he takes off his hat and Mickey decides to have fun with it and decides to use the magic to get broomsticks to finish his chores and things get very out of hand. The music is by Paul Ducasse and Mickey was actually redesigned Mm -hmm. for this. He was redesigned by Fred Moore and he was given a bigger head and a more pear shaped body. And yet he looks just more, this is, I think he doesn't have eyebrows, but he does have his, he does does he has his gloves yes, yeah. on in this right and he yeah he doesn't have eyebrows though which eyebrows i feel like with him i keep when we were doing research for mickey and it was saying like he has eyebrows he doesn't and i'm like i don't think i ever really noticed but i did became aware i was like oh he doesn't have eyebrows um yeah this is 1940s mickey but he looks the most similar as compared to what we have seen him in up until mm-hmm. this point this is more what he looks like now and so is all the magic in the hat see i thought the exact same thing when he puts down the hat i'm just like oh so the hat right but then when he comes back in to like part the water and stuff like he still I think yeah it has something yeah to do with like it controls stuff like if you're learning or something like that like there is magic in the hat like because it's oh. him you know so everything he is is magic so I think it's kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. it's an aid or something. Oh. Which is why, like, Mickey can use magic, okay. but it's kind of just, like, sporadic, obviously. Because he doesn't know. Because in the... Yeah, in the introduction, though, I never really gave it much thought. I just thought, oh, he's the apprentice. I never really gave it much thought onto, like, is he in training? Is he just help is he like his assistant he's just helping him out it's never it it, you know Mm -hmm. it's a short it doesn't really it's not really meant to dive in this deep but uh deems taylor said like you know this is a old tale of a apprentice who's very bright and actually very powerful and (laughs) doesn't really know how to control it and i was like oh well that changes it changes a lot (laughs) yeah yeah everything um and I just, I love this short just so much. This is obviously easily my favorite part. I love Sorcerer Mickey. And I also, this mm. is probably, this is in my top four, at least, of favorite film scores. I I love this piece. I, I think my favorite part of this entire thing is so, okay, well, he brings the broom to life. 
and then the broom sprouts arms and is like starting to it's picking up the bear uh picking up the barrels and bringing the water and mickey's just having so much fun and he falls asleep and he's like basically uh with his magic like creating the galaxy creating uh, messing with stars like that just the music like where things get really just before the water that's just like i don't know how i have to you have to hear it like i don't i can't like it's hard to explain but it's like that there's this one moment where it's like my favorite like part piece of music and um yeah then he wakes up and finds that the broom is just first of all how how long had he been asleep <laughs> that's the that real is question <laughs> because there's no there's no way like that flooded and this is still with the one broom <laughs> and so he can't stop the broom so he takes a hammer and like hacks away and brutally murders them. <laughs> yeah and it pulls up. Also, like that's so funny though, because like in the in the uh short or I guess segment, I don't know. Um, it turns like black and white to like signify yeah. like how dark what just happened. Because he straight up just he murdered the broom, right? <laughs> like this yeah. is what this means. Like he couldn't find any other way. He was like, murder is the only option. I mean, it was a broom. It was, yeah, like, but you know, I mean, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I. Interesting. I more just thought of it like, because yeah, it does get black and white, but the room that the broom is in, the, or as the room starts to kind of, you know, it's it's like Hydra style, it starts to just regrow into a bunch mm-hmm. of brooms from all the splinters, which actually, I was thinking of this, it made me think of in Onward, when oh, the staff uh-huh. breaks, and sorry, spoiler alert, but, um, and he's like, every piece, you know, every inch of it has magic, yeah, magic, and, and then it grows into a full and i was like ah i thought of the same thing i was like do you think this is like where it came like it don't make sense (laughs) i can totally believe it i can totally see that um but uh the brooms start you know continuing their work of filling the getting water from the well and by this point and he cannot stop them and so he's trying to dump out water and it's like, but it's funny because he's dumping out water. The room, there's now like, I don't know, at least 10 of them, each with two. And the room's filling up so quickly. And I noticed he's right at the window dumping water out. And then yeah, the water yeah. rises past the window. That's not possible. <laughs> so water would escape. And this is yeah. when, yeah, there's the whirlpool. And then Yensid comes back. And I kind of love this part because I felt like as a kid, I always viewed the sorcerer as being, or the wizard as being mean or evil or whatever. And then I realized he's just at the very end, he's just kind of mm-hmm. messing with Mickey, like his face. And then, I mean, he like slaps him and he runs away, but like, he's kind of just have given me him this look of like, like he's kind of trying not to smile. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, like, it's the apprentice was- thing where it's kind of just like, you know what, he's he's gonna do something great. It's kind of just like, you know, like, this is yeah. bad, don't do this again, but because he was able to do all of this. Which is how I always, yeah, that's a good point. That's I always viewed it as that. I always viewed it as like, mm-hmm. hey, you messed up. Like, but I mean, all the water goes away, and that was so much water. How, I mean, how deep is that well? Like, I also love how they continue to go all the way to the well, 
and dump it there even though like the water like logically if they just went underwater the water is gone <laughs> like you know yes yes <laughs> And they're just, but they're, it doesn't, they're not even floating to the top or anything. Like, these are heavy brooms. But I was literally just thinking, like, how long was Mickey asleep? But clearly there's a lot of, but there has to be some type of time jump. Like, we see him throwing water out the window. By the next time we cut back to him, Mm -hmm. the water is past him. So, I mean, unless however many brooms there were dumping however many buckets there are so obviously it's not he's not really helping but i just i don't know i was just trying to like do the math of like sam you're the only one (laughs) not math not math not the math but just trying to be like yeah no i get it i I did notice for sure like i thought like the whole like i didn't think twice of like him like putting it out the window but i noticed once he was underwater that the window was behind him so I was like, yes, um, so like, question. <laughs> like, I did do the same fine. thing. I was just like, mm, no. Yeah. Like, you had me the whole time, but you lost yeah. me there. Because, <laughs> no, yeah. I know how windows work. Anyway, so yeah, this is the end of Sorcerer's Apprentice, yeah. which, again, this was the only original piece of music, and the story already existed. And I, it's definitely, I think, the best part. It's definitely my favorite part. Um... And one of my favorite pieces of music. And after this, we get into Igor Stravinsky's The Rites of Spring. And I, it was funny. So a couple years ago, I uh, I was in my last semester of college and I did a program where I was in Tennessee and I was in Memphis, University of Memphis for a semester. And I took a music class and and I took this for fun because I love music so much. And there couldn't there was another class I couldn't get into. And then I'm like, hey, music class. And I, at one point, I remember my teacher saying, like, it was like Monday or something. He's like, all right, guys, next task, we're going to start with Fantasia. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is the class for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked mm-hmm. about Rites of Spring. And because, yeah, this – and they mentioned it a little bit. Uh, they talked about it a little bit in the introduction because – this was definitely not loved when it first came out because it is very harsh and a lot of tension and it is a lot of tribal dances. And we, and so the music I've heard of it, I haven't obviously seen the whole, this is probably the most I have listened to it. Um, But the, the idea, the, I, the story that they decided to tell was the creation of the universe and earth and dinosaurs mostly and prior to that they show these volcanoes just erupting and the music that plays there that's what I've heard that's what I've seen like I've seen a clip of the ballet and I remember my teacher saying do you guys get why people were like because this as compared to like the Nutcracker or Swan Lake or something very elegant this was very like done like (laughs) it was very like it, it was uh very tense and not what people would expect from a ballet. And, mm-hmm. but it is really great music. And um, we get into the dinosaurs and I was looking at some of them, of the designs and yeah. I'm like, they're, de-, I'm like, this is definitely different than land before time. Some, <laughs> some of these, you know, uh, some of the, like the, um, the long necks mm-hmm. had sharp, some, like they had teeth. Like they gave him like these sharp teeth, and I'm like, I don't really remember any of like like Littlefoot's grandparents having those like teeth that made him look menacing, and 
they, this is, I think to me, this, there were pieces, parts of this story that I felt the music didn't quite match. It didn't, it didn't necessarily not fit at all. It just, there were a couple of scenes where I'm like, this is the reaction and the music don't seem to be the same. Yeah, no, this was the only piece that I honestly kind of like checked my phone and like, yeah, it's long. It's 20 minutes and Nutcracker like was 20 minutes, but it was like broken up. Mm -hmm. This I was, I was kind of doing the same thing. I was, it's. It, yeah, it's long. like I it's took it away, long. and then when it grabbed my attention, it was just like I don't know. I was getting like how I get when I get like anxiety, where I was just like, "What? what what's happening yeah. right now?" And yeah, this one was like yeah overall, from all the segments, probably the one that lacked the most. And I agree with you. There was just moments where I was just like, "What am I seeing?" And what am I hearing? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the <laughs> scene where the T Rex um is like killing the. I don't know what what kind of dinosaur that was, but the, it was it had like a spiked tail and kept mm-hmm. defending himself and like hitting the the T Rex. And then I'm like, but also I'm like, are you trying? At first I was like, yeah. what is he trying to do? I'm like, oh, he's trying to kill him, and then he's gonna eat him because he kept putting. Because I kept thinking, oh, this dinosaur is dead, and then he kept hitting the T Rex, and the T Rex just kept coming back. And when he dies, especially just the music and the reaction of the other dinosaurs just didn't seem to match, and. It was I what I found, and again, going back to, like, Sleeping Beauty, there are, what I find really funny is, and we'll talk about this when we get there, but uh, a lot of the music in that is straight from the ballet, and I, it's funny because I remember when I, I saw the ballet, mm-hmm. and a lot of the music, I'm like, I know this piece, this is when this happens, mm-hmm. and it happens at completely different times, in the show like for example the scene where philip and the fairies are breaking out of the forbidden mountain that is when that's the music that's playing when they realize that i think her name's like caribous or something in the ballet that's the music that's playing when they realize that she's on her way or the music when um merriweather turns the like crow the bird like maleficent's like bird raven is it a raven or a crow Anyway, when she turns she turns the bird into stone, the music right there, that's when the prince wakes her up and kisses the princess and wakes her up. So it was just funny. I'm like, oh, this is very, the music is mm-hmm. placed in a different, in the movie it was placed in a different way. But yeah. I felt it did it justice and was gorgeous. And it would honestly see the original felt weird. But in this, there were, yeah, just there were scenes where I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just more curious, like, do you think when they were re- putting it mm-hmm. all together, they're like, mm-hmm. this, again, again, also keep in mind, there's not really sound effects in this. It's all just music. And so there's just scenes where I'm like, again, it's nothing, it's not that it can't work. It's just not what I would have envisioned. But also part of that is, yeah, we're not hearing yeah. wind or sounds of any of these creatures so it was just it was but yeah I agree out of I felt this one I mean it's it it was I was probably the most bored it went on for a long time and as the um dinosaurs start migrating and they start just like collapsing 
and dying. I was just like, I was just thinking of Jurassic Park. I was just thinking of that scene where he's like, nature selected them for extinction. And and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but what I thought was weird was when they're just they're <laughs> dropping and dying and there's even a part where like a T-Rex just drops and dies. I'm like, so the T-Rex is their their enemy until they're all migrating and then he just like joins forces. I, I mean, I don't know enough about dinosaurs, but like, I was just like, interesting. Um, but yeah, this one was, it was a really, I think they did pick the right, it was a really interesting story to tell with this music. And I do think, let's say that, let's say the story existed already. I do think that this is, the right music for it it was just mm-hmm. there were scenes that didn't seem to be correct yeah but um like the cool thing about this like okay so like you've ridden the the train ride all the way through Disneyland right I mean probably I don't I think I usually just walk everywhere when I'm in uh, Disneyland but but probably at one point well the railroad it's, it's actually possible. one of my favorite like attractions I'll try to do it every time just because um with the monorail or the no the tr- the ra- the train. Oh, then, huh? I don't know if I've done that. Interesting. I have my bucket. That's on my Disney bucket list. Okay, continue. we must do it. <laughs> but um, yep. Going <laughs> from Tomorrowland back to Main Street, like that little section, um, you pass by this weird like shadow box museum type of thing, and it's actually, and I didn't realize it, this scene from this uh the segment from Rite of Spring, and I, like because there's no music oh. to it, they don't play the music. Um, cause they're talking about like, like to, yeah. to think about the future, you must remember the past and the past was dinosaurs. And I was like, Oh, cool. I mean, like, you know, that's a cool little thing. And that part of like the railroad, um, ride, I would say, um, is very like, it gets very dark first. And then you start seeing like the volcanoes and everything. And I was like, oh, wait, what? And like, I instantly re- was reminded of the ride at Disneyland. And I was just like, maybe that's why that's there. Cause I never understood why I was like, why is there dinosaurs at Disney? And I always oh. tell that to people. I'm like, you know, there's dinosaurs at Disney and they never yeah. believe me. And I'm just like, you want to go see the dinosaurs? Yeah, but they're just like, they're just like, there's no dinosaurs <laughs> uh, at Disney. And I'm like, dinosaur. I will bet you money. Like, it's my favorite bet to make because people always yeah. forget. Why would you, why would you make that up? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I can get people are like, like I believe like more being like I believe you but like where like being shocked but why would you make yeah, that especially up? me why I'm you, just like you're not gonna trust why me would you, why would you take you're saying there's dinosaurs at Disneyland and they're saying no what a <laughs> weird thing that's not that's not how you hustle someone out of money what a weird bet to make and yeah. to assume that they, they're the ones that are winning like but yeah, I thought that was like cool. I was just like, oh. uh, anyway, uh, after yeah, yeah, that is cool. I if I've been I if I've been on the train, I don't know how long it's been since I've been on the train. Um, next time when it's open. Uh, so the we move on to the pastoral that uh, written by Beethoven, and apparently, uh, according to Deems Taylor. This is one of the few pieces that he wrote mm-hmm. that has kind of a concrete story or it has more, it has more of like a specific story that he's telling and it's supposed to represent a day in the country. Mm-hmm. But Walt Disney decided to have it set in a mythological, like a, like a mythological country side, uh, Mount Olympus. And 
it's features satyrs and centaurs and Pegasus and his family. I was getting kind of frustrated because they were blurring together Greek and Roman gods. Okay, yes, okay. I'm not the only one who was like... Mm. So, Bacchus is... I feel like... So, Bacchus is the Roman counterpart of Dionysus. And I do think that Bacchus is more of a known, like, oh, he's the god of wine, that more people know Bacchus. But there's also Zeus, Vulcan. Vulcan is the Roman counterpart of Hephaestus. So, Diana, though, is... I think... So, that's Artemis. But Artemis, I think that's just one of her other names. I don't think that's specifically her Roman name. I think that's just one of her other names. Uh, Apollo is in both. Morpheus and Iris were right. It was really Bacchus and Vulcan. I'm like, okay, well, well, Vulcan and <laughs> Zeus probably don't really hang out. Because one is, I mean, I don't know. In, in, in the Percy Jackson universe, it's possible. But I don't think so. Because Vulcan is the Roman version. And... And I, I mean, I get why they didn't say Jupiter, but like, I don't know. I was just like, okay, these are, you're, you're going different. Any gods, anyway. Uh, so, and I think when I got here, because we have to talk about, we have to address this. This is the story that I think most people know had at one point a very, like, horrible racial depiction Mm -hmm. that has since been cut out and i if you do research a lot of people don't even know that this is here because it's been cut out for so many years um so there is there's like it's basically you have all of these uh again it's just a day in the countryside of like mount olympus and you have yeah these satyrs Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, when mm-hmm. we first meet them, they're, like, showering or bathing in, like, a river or a waterfall. And they are topless. And they don't have nipples, but they are topless. And I more was just like, oh, okay. Um, and then they're later covering them with, like, flowers or just a, you know, whatever. Um, but there is one where there's a one of the satyrs, or centaurs, She's, you just see her hoof is out, but it's cropped right below. And I was literally bracing myself because I was, I'm like, I'm assuming it's gonna be cut out because yeah, it's been cut out since like the 60s, apparently. Like, I think I want to say 69. And so I assumed that they weren't going to put it back in. But because of the whole, there are depictions in this that are, you know, I thought, no, why would they put it back in? Because it's been cropped out for so many years. I didn't even know about it until a few years ago. I saw the picture and it was like, this is what you see. And then this is the full version. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I didn't even, I was like, it was so shocking. It's not even like, it's it's a, it's, it's a racist depiction of a black girl. And I guess it was a mm-hmm. centaurette named Sunflower. And I think most people know this. It is cut out. And yeah, cutting it out was the right call because it's so beyond. It's so beyond not okay. Like it's, and even, and the the fact that they realize this in the 60s are like, yeah, let's, let's, let's cut this out. Yeah. 
if you don't know, I mean, do your own research. I'm not really going to mention it. I don't think we should really mention it, but there is, uh, it is very intense in terms of just like the depiction. And you're just like, ooh, this, it's not bad. Especially with like everything going around. Yeah. It's kind of like, this wasn't necessary. This was added. Yeah, I, I didn't want to, I only wanted to mention it because I do think it is, it was in here at one point. I think a lot of people know it. Mm-hmm. It, thank God, is not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to just not mention it because I thought someone will probably say something. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, thank God it is cut out. Um, and anyway, moving on. Um, so all of the centaurs are like the centaurettes because they're girl centaurs. <laughs> which I will say... I have never really seen a depiction of a girl centaur, so, I mean, you know, hats off to you, Disney, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're all just, like, getting ready to, um, because all the guy centaurs, like, I guess they're boyfriends, and you can tell who is going to be paired off with who, because they are the, they are, they are the same mm-hmm. color, but different <laughs> shadings. They have to be matching. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, like, there's one who's, like, her body was, like, one of them is, like, hot pink, and then one of them <laughs> was light pink. So it's like, oh, those two are a pair. And there is literally a part, they're all pairing off, and there's one lonely centaurette and one lonely centaur. And it's like, and the there's cherubs flying around just, like, trying to get them together. And it's like... <laughs> I mean, are they you guys? Are you guys brand new? Like, have you not met? Like, I'm really. I just want to like. How have you not already hooked up? And they're also like the same color. It's still on that same thing of just like really. You don't know who this person is. They're your matching color. (laughs) Like, like maybe if they were like a different color, I'd be like, oh, you know, cool. You know, if they did that, but it's like, nope. You're still. I think they were blue or something. (laughs) Yeah, 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 and. uh... They all, yeah, they all pair off. And then uh, Bacchus shows up. And because he's the god of wine, he is (laughs) very tipsy and drunk. And he also, it's, I guess, another depiction. It's women who are, they're centaurs, but they're like, rather than being like a regular horse, they're also like zebras. But they also do have darker skin. Mm -hmm. But I also thought, Ooh, like, like a half zebra, like, cause zebras are cool. Um, and, uh, the Bacchus has this donkey with him. It did occur to me, he does kind of look like how the donkey in, in Pinocchio, when Lampwick turns into a donkey because he had the buck teeth and I wasn't, I, I didn't, that didn't pop up. So maybe, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. but the donkey's also like tipsy with him and (laughs) I did actually like this next scene. The centaurs and Bacchus are all dancing and it's fun. And then uh, this is another scene, another perfect example of the music not quite, not quite matching the image. Uh, Zeus, they all notice like clouds start to come up and Zeus like pokes his head out of the clouds and everybody flips out and runs away. And I'm like, He's not looking sinister or evil. He just is like, oh, hey, guys. Like, and they all run away. And the music, 
yeah, wasn't really, didn't quite match here. Um, and he's like, and Vulcan or Hephaestus is like hand, you know, forging him the lightning bolts. He's just throwing them down. And then he's just like, and everybody's like hiding out. And there's a, also to worth knowing there are unicorns just hanging around. There's a bunch of, there's Pegasus and Pegasi. And then there's a bunch of unicorns as well. And one of the unicorns is like stuck on a rock kind of crying. And then a centaur goes and grabs them. And I was, I literally was like, Oh no. And then she grabbed him and was like, okay. Okay. And uh, then Zeus is just like throwing his bolts. And then he just like, I don't know, gets tired, kicks off mm-hmm. his sandals and curls up in a cloud. And then, I don't know, it was just very like, I don't understand. Are you punishing? I mean, I think it was just because he was creating a storm. And it was more that they're afraid of the storm as opposed to Zeus. But it was just very weird. I'm like, he's just, he's not doing anything that weird. They're all, they're all like, oh my God, Zeus. And it's like, he, I don't want to say what the issue is. He just showed up. <laughs> is he not invited? Is that it? Like, um, and then we do get a lot mm-hmm. more. We do get some really beautiful imagery. So Morpheus shows up and then Iris shows up and creates a rainbow. And uh, it ends with <laughs> like the day has ended and uh, Artemis or, or uh, Diana with her bow and arrow and the moon. And it was, it was uh Minus kind of the darker stuff that goes on, this is actually a really... This is definitely one of the more... I would say this is one of the more well-known ones. I think this Sorcerer's Apprentice and the next one are probably the most famous. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I wanted... So, uh, Deems Taylor, when he was introducing it, he said how he was talking about Pegasus. And there's there were two. And I'm like, is Pegasus the guy... There was the black one, there was the white one, and then they had a couple of kids that were, like, blue, pink, and then they had another one, and then there was a black one also. And I'm just like, where where did they get the, where did these, what genes did these uh, Pegasi <laughs> get light blue and green and pink? Pegasi? Well, plural Pegasus, <laughs> well, plural Pegasus, I don't know. Um, Pegasus. Well, okay. Pegasi. Well, in in Percy Jackson, they say that a horse that can fly is a Pegasus. There is there is Pegasus hanging around somewhere, but like these type of creatures are a Pegasus, and a multiple would be Pegasi because they end it ends with an S. So I'm like, but that was I don't know. Anyway, and like the beginning, they're like trying to fly. That was I thought was cute. Um, there was a lot of really beautiful images and yeah this one's like probably my second favorite after a sorcerer's apprentice yeah and um i actually think the the next one is probably my the next one or the last one is probably my second favorite so i think the next one is probably behind source apprentice probably more famous this is the dance of the hours by emil cara conicelli from the opera joconda and this is like the ostrich and the hippo ballerina. And mm-hmm. this was a very, it was a very artsy <laughs> yes. one. Because I was, the story was very weird. <laughs> if there was a story, 
You have like ostrich ballerinas, which I thought that the ostrich were really kind of beautiful choices mm-hmm. because they do have like the long skinny legs and their fur, their feathers are kind of like, like tutus. And it was really cute. And then one of them, they they have grapes that get thrown into a well and then the a hippo emerges and then other hippos emerge and put a tutu on her. And I just thought that was ador- adorable because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, see, that's how like, you know, everyone feels. It doesn't matter. You always are going to feel pretty when you're like d- dressed like in a tutu. Because <laughs> I, I love the hippo just feels so she clearly is just like, I'm so pretty. And I loved it. And she's dancing. And then a bunch of, yeah, uh, oh, elephants yeah. show up. And also start dancing. What I did notice that I did really love is that the elephants, they took into account, because this one is like a, I mean, it is based off of an opera. They really made it into a ballet. But also a lot of the elephants, even in their movements, like their trunks were like, also had their own like choreography. Like, like the trunk would be like, uh, was sticking out like you would stand, like your arm would stand out like in a pose, like. And the hippo then, I guess, gets tired, falls asleep, and then a bunch of crocodiles show up, or alligators. I don't know. And they're, they're alligators. Alligators. They're all wearing capes, <laughs> and I think they're trying to eat her. And then she finally, I did notice every time she would move and her tutu would adjust, she would <laughs> grab her tutu and then just like pull it down. And I thought that was so cute. And uh, at one point, one of the alligators is like, she wakes up and he's like trying to eat her. She runs away. And I literally was like, don't you touch her. She's perfect and beautiful. Don't you touch her. (laughs) And then she runs away. And I'm like, okay, she got away. And then she comes back and pounces on him. I'm like, actually, you know what? Kudos on you. Like, good for you for fighting back. And then the, I don't know. It's like, it jumps back and forth between... Mm -hmm that the uh alligators trying to eat her to them yeah. being part of the dance and then they're trying to just they're just trying to eat everyone and i'm like why are they trying to attack the elephants the elephants could crush them mm-hmm. it was just I, I don't it was uh but they actually um for this and for the next one they did use real ballerinas uh as a reference and I guess the hippo coming out of the fountain is is a reference to a scene in Goldwyn's Follies, which is a movie. Uh, I'm not that familiar with mm-hmm. it, um, but that is the reference. Uh, so the next one, um, I think, oh, I think this is probably, these last two are probably some of the more, more famous ones. This is Night on Bald Mountain by Modeste. Masorsky, and okay, does the so uh, Deems Taylor was saying that this was like Satan and all these demons are you know whatever, and it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. on Halloween. Does he have a name? Is he supposed to have a name? Um, he has a name, but it's like one of those like you have to look it up kind of names. <laughs> like they know because I I remember him having a name, and then I couldn't think about it. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, it's um Chernabog. It it's like Chernabog or Chernabog. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like Is he in something else? Um though? he he makes cameos. 
like in other Disney stuff, like in um. But um, yeah. I mean, and again, he's also like a part, a big part of like Fantasmic and stuff. But um, I think he makes yeah. a bigger one in like the the video game. Oh, 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 Kingdom of Hearts. Yeah, I think he's a bigger, uh, he's a bigger part in that. Oh, okay. But he he does have like a history. Like he he is a a actual like I think it's a, I think he's a god. But um, I yeah. Yeah, he does have, like, an actual, like, history, but in yeah. this, um, he does, I don't know. I, it, he's just so popular and, that it's really weird yeah, that, like, yeah. a lot of people don't know him. I think everybody knows mm-hmm. the music, and that's about it, and they know that image, and that's about it. And we, this was actually in that class I took, this song came up, and my teacher's saying, like, the thing, he's like, yeah, when I hear it, I just, I hear the scene in Fantasia and the whole time I'm like (laughs) why don't we show the scene from Fantasia and that never happened but anyway um so this one I will say in terms of story I was kind of it was a little bit the same thing as the dinosaur for me Mm -hmm. I was I I was like not 100% paying attention I think it's because again this is like over two hours yeah and that's for for this that's kind of long so uh but the beginning is cool because he like he's is the mountain and like wakes up and all these like demons and ghosts and spirits are starting. It was kind of, it was a little bit creepy. And then, but it does get really beautiful because at the very end and, and Dean Taylor does this in his introduction. There is, we hear church bells and he's about to do something and then church bells. And it's like, okay, his time's up. And then we end Mm -hmm. on the, uh, Ave Maria and, this was just, it was definitely, I think, one of the most beautiful moments of the mm-hmm. whole movie. Um, there's, I guess, people walking through the woods. Are they holding <laughs> lamps or lights? We don't really, it doesn't yeah, really get yeah, closer. No, yeah. It's just, they're just holding like a blob of something light. And I thought the design here was also very similar to Sleeping Beauty. I know I keep referencing mm-hmm. Sleeping Beauty, but like, no, like the the design of it looked very similar. Um... And it was a really, they did really pick the a beautiful music, a, a beautiful song to end on. And that's the end of Fantasia. Um, this is, uh, we keep been get, we've been giving like age references, like how old should you be to see this? I would say like, I mean, there's no, I, I feel like a kid is not going to be as interested in this. So I yeah. feel like I, I if they mean, want to, I, sure. <laughs> I would say same like last I what I've been saying, like maybe eight or nine, because it could get creepy, but I don't really think a kid is yeah, gonna be uh, that interested. Um because this this it, it's it's more music, not uh a story. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um see, because I keep I always I'm probably gonna reference all of these for like my nieces who are aged, like, seven and five. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, you know what? I think my seven-year-old could handle this. Yeah. But, again, I'd probably only show them the first six. <laughs> like, I don't think I'd show them um, the last one, just because it's just dark in general. And I'd probably skip the dinosaurs, honestly. Yeah. But I would definitely show them Sorcerer's Mickey. I would show them, and if they were interested. But, yeah. again, there's no lyrics. There's no, like, other sounds. I yeah. feel like you would get very, like, bored as a kid, considering I got a little bored myself. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely, 
I mean, it's it's. I feel like this is more something like a f- uh, film nerd or a music nerd would want to watch. Um, mm-hmm. It is. It's great. Just watch Fantastic. Yeah, just watch. Sorcer- <laughs> just watch Sorcerer's Apprentice, and yeah, just just literally go on, watch Sorcerer's Apprentice or the uh, ballerina hippo. It's not. I yeah, this isn't one that I'd be like, oh, pop it in. I do know. I was when I was doing research. I was. There are people that do absolutely love this and yeah no um, i get it yeah and um it's 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 interesting it's kind of like i get i feel like i get it more than like we said in our last one if you love pinocchio like please reach out (laughs) to us because we really want to understand we're not judging we just really want to know like why is it your why is it one that you've watched over (laughs) i was like no no no, i will Um, judge i'm i will have questions i'm i will not judge no. <laughs> I will not judge because I can kind of understand. This one, uh, I just think, I feel like yeah, I no. might have seen it in like Me- pieces. Same. But uh, I don't think I've sat and I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think I just sat and watched those in its entirety. But like, it's interesting though, because like when I watched them, especially like the last ones, like I was just like, oh yeah, oh my gosh, like, I remember this. Or like the centaurs, I was just like, it jogged some weird, weird memory like in the back of my head where I was like, I 100% remember this. And, like, because most of, like, my reference from Fantasia is just what I see in Fantasmic, which is usually, yeah. you know, just Sorcerer's Apprentice and the last one. Because, you know, the whole villains thing, and I'm just like, oh, okay, those are the one. those two I'm the most familiar with. And, like, it's a shame. All of them are just, they're great. They're, it's really beautiful. Again, I mentioned, like, Disney, like, you should totally somehow incorporate this, like, somewhere in Main Street, maybe somewhere, like, to play, because that'd be so pretty to just kind of, like, watch. I feel like the only time I've ever really, I've seen, mm-hmm. whenever there's been, like, commercials, like, for, like, I think the Disney vault or just, you know, when they have, like, commercials for Disney and they just have, like, mm-hmm. pieces from, like, so many, like, and I would see the Dancing Hippo. Like, I feel like that was my, what I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was what I saw. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this is, yeah, like we said, if you're a film nerd, music nerd, you're probably not going to watch this as a kid. Um, or I don't, if you want to pick a Disney movie for your kids to watch, I I just say this isn't it because I don't think it's going to hold their attention. This might be like a toddler film, like, except for like the last one and maybe the dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. And sounds like, if you know, for kids who can't talk, this might be pretty yes. fun. But just like skip, you know, like the last five okay. minutes of like um, <laughs> the dinosaur one and the night on fault. Was it? Yeah. That the, Probably those two. I'd be like, you just fast forward. Night on Bald Mountain, yeah. Um, yeah, that's Fantasia for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk Disney news. They just released... They actually... They just released a trailer. I literally just watched it. It was called, like, The One and Only Ivan. And I've never... I guess it's a book. I've, like, never... I don't think I've ever heard of this. But it's got quite the cast. It's got it's Brian Cranston, Sam Rockwell, Danny DeVito's in there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Angelina Jolie, I think. I saw. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna look. It's it's. Probably. I was like, probably. There's a lot of like probably <laughs> big names. Um, yeah, it is a very star-studded cast. It's gonna be mm-hmm. on Disney Plus uh, in like a month, and I guess the idea is, it's a gorilla who is the thing was the trailer was weird because it like it just 
I don't know if it's supposed, I mm-hmm. think that the idea is supposed to be he remembers he lived in the wild, but he doesn't remember that much of it. And he wants to go back. I think that's the, that's the premise. And he wants to go back and he and Brian Cranston have a, who's like the ringmaster of the circus that they work at. He uh, have, they have like a good relationship and he doesn't really want him to go quite yet or something, but it just, I was confused because I'm like, it showed him in the wild and then it just showed mm-hmm. him with Brian Cranston. I'm like, well, something had to happen. Like, I'm, am I missing something? Something had to happen. So, um, But I watching the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I can see this is going to make me cry. Yeah. So I don't, I, I, I mean, I guess I will probably have to watch it eventually. No, I get, I don't really like animal movies because the mm-hmm. animal always <laughs> gets hurt or sick. Or dies. Uh, I remember when We Bought a Zoo came out with Matt Damon, and my mom really wanted to go see it. So we went, and again, I don't like animal movies for the reasons oh, I just listed. No. <laughs> and the very, one of the first things that happens, they're like, oh, this is our tiger, and he's really old. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I was like, here we go. Like, I just, I, or it's like Air Bud. Every Air Bud, he was kidnapped. Like, I just, uh, animal movies are not, I'm not against them. I just don't go out of my way to watch them because they're going to make me sad. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, my mom actually only likes Disney movies, like, animal movies for that reason. Because she's just like, they're going to make me sad. They, like, they're the ones that make me feel the most. And I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, when you want to cry, you put sad music. But I guess that's the same thing. There's but, um, a couple of, there's a, yeah, I'm the same. There's a movie, uh, if it's a documentary, I haven't watched it, The Bat Kid bat kid begins it was a kid who he his make a wish for he was like a he had cancer i i believe he's in remission or he's out of treatment this was years this Mm -hmm. was a while ago but like at the time of the documentary they made a documentary about this kid who for his make a wish he wanted to be batman and so they turned san francisco into gotham city and like it's just so, it's like that, I watched the trailer when I used to cry, so I can't imagine me <laughs> it's watching like I watched the trailer, movie. but, um, like, because it's, it's more of, it's, mm-hmm. it's happy, I more cry at uplifting yeah. things, as opposed to sad, I cry at sad things, but I more cry at uplifting things, so, like, when people are really sweet, so, like, watch this trailer, I'm like, yep, I'm gonna probably cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the same with you, Sam, I, I just watched this trailer, because I was just like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was like, huh? And I was like, let me look this up real quick. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm familiar with the story, because this is based on a true story, so like, I am familiar with the gorilla who could paint. Um, oh! Yeah, yeah, this is an actual, like, based on Drew events kind of, and it, it's, I think it says it on the trailer, but like, I am familiar yeah. with that story, because I think it was in the same, like, vein as, like, Coco and, like, all that stuff, and I learned about these animals with that kind of, you know, capability yeah. to communicate, and, um, I mean, yeah, I think there's, like, a, a small uh, snippet of the movie yeah. where, like, they reveal, like, this huge, I guess, like, finger canvas situation to the crowd, and it's, like, a beautiful, like, landscape. I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be sad. Like, that, like that's when I had my moment of, like, oh, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry so yeah. hard in this. But I, I'm kind of excited yeah. to watch it. There were things about the trailer. The Yeah, the gorilla, though, he made me, he actually made me, he looked kind of like Kerchak in Tarzan. So I more was like, it was making me think of that. But I appreciate that Brian Cranston is a lovable human being who loves this gorilla mm-hmm. and just doesn't want to let him go, not because he's a jerk, but because he loves it. I'm like, I I, I can be, I'm down with the mm-hmm. idea. I just, 
I I just don't I can't guarantee I will watch it on April fourteenth. Will I watch it when we get there for yeah. uh, this podcast? Of course, and hopefully I will have seen it by then. Um, but yeah, that comes out next month, and that looks adorable or mm-hmm. sad or sad. I mean, Danny DeVito could be funny. Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's oh, he's God, like a dog. God. I think he's the voice of the, the little dog. And I'm like, yes. I didn't. I was like, he sounds kind of familiar, but it wasn't. It didn't sound fully Danny DeVito esque. It just was like this voice kind of sounds familiar. And is Sam Brockwell the gorilla? All of these people sounded familiar, but I couldn't quite place like their their voice. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. We will get to that bridge when we cross it. And I hope you enjoyed Fantasia. And again, social media links that good old Disney podcast on Instagram. I think we have a Twitter and Facebook. We, Twitter. I got a. The thing is, Twitter. You can only have. A handle that is 15 characters. Mm. So, Is it like, good old Disney podcast? It's, actually, let me check it. It's, I think it's, it's either, I think it's good old Disney podcast. And it was just, I, could, I can't say that good, at that good old Disney podcast for this, this, and this, because they, you will not find it. <laughs> you Twitter. will not find it. I, I'm just not familiar with Twitter, guys. Um, but Instagram, please. To all the people that are, you know, liking and commenting, thank you. It's. It's very fun to go on the Instagram because it's, you, Josie, you made it very, you made it way better than it was. I think I said this before. I set it up and then you made it good. So until next time, I'm Samantha Tomlinson. <laughs> I'm Justin Bonciano. This has been that good old Disney podcast. Bye.